Folks, welcome back to the show where you don't wrestle with your budget. You don't wrestle wrestle with your conscience. You wrestle with emotion. And folks, we have a big Memorial Day weekend on tap. We have AEW Rampage just over 15 minutes away coming up on TNT. And of course, we will be looking ahead to double or nothing this coming weekend. So let's see if our panel can double up with these picks. Of course, we got the Micah man, Jake Micah, Ernie Green, Slick L, and Mike Partham crew. How are we doing to this Friday evening? Great. Feeling slick. Yeah, for a better weekend. Well, it's going to be expected. Awesome. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Well, hey, you can't spell awesome without AEW, so let's get into it. We obviously That's have true. Rampage again in 15 minutes. We're slowly looking at Seidel versus Danielson. Statlander versus Soho. Young Bucks will be in action, and Scorpio Sky obviously gets his new title. Storyline has been going on for a couple weeks. With that said, what's your favorite storyline in AAW heading into this Memorial Day weekend? Mike, kick us off. Oh, um, I'll just I'll let you guys talk about the the good pay per view storylines. As we saw starting on Wednesday night, the New Japan Invasion underway of in that ROH title tag title match with. The United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn attacking. Tony said in an interview earlier this week, we're going to find out some stuff about Forbidden Door coming out of this double or nothing. So we, I'll let you guys bring up the, the present. I'm looking ahead here. We've got a, another pay-per-view literally in like, was it three weeks after this? So this build is going to be furious. So double or nothing is not only this card. Like I'm so interested just because the card is it's stacked all the way through really but because they're they have such a tricky job of threading the needle to start building to another insanely huge pay-per-view which requires it's a lot it's going to be delicate it's going to be a quick turnaround but if anybody can do it i think tony khan and new japan can pull that off so looking forward to what the ramifications are coming out of all this into that um and that's a good start of it it was on wednesday it was fun to see that attack it was a nice uh, nice little way to spice up a great dynamite episode three how, how has it been three years of dynamite that is nuts seriously slick round us out and then let's go ernie uh partham you know what happens to people that don't know my favorite storyline in wrestling right now oh god they get a fireball in their face because i'm a wizard <laughs> yeah, i knew know, slick was gonna come with the fireball. um like i i didn't think it would be easy for him to beat a heel comedy gimmick since he was putting people on the list but sure enough he's done it and um just solely the character play right now is making that my favorite storyline in wrestling and also the blackpool combat club getting tied into that feud with the jericho appreciation society obviously there was talk at the beginning of the jas of daniel garcia being one of the young guns to join so you know maybe that buffalo kid will turn on the JAS at some point and join the BCC, but I can't get enough of Jericho and his character right now. To me, it's just the Blackpool Combat Club in general because it's just three really, really, really good professional wrestlers with the guys that everybody respects in Regal, and um, there's no hokiness to it. It makes it – I mean, we all know that, that wrestling's on the up and up, but it should feel real. It should feel like sport. It should feel like a legit contest. The Blackpool Combat Club makes you feel all of that, in my opinion. Best storyline in AEW right now is the one that's been building for months and months, and that's MJF versus Wardlow. And they have handled Wardlow perfectly every step of the way, building the tension ever so slightly, 
And then now that uh, MJF basically has uh, Wardlow on a leash, but Wardlow's going to break that leash uh, at the pay-per-view. I mean, he's already broken cups. He can break anything at this point. So I I don't know if they're going to get him coming out to uh, War Pigs by uh, Black Sabbath. That may be oh, out not. of Tony Khan's, you know, pay grade. I mean, it's Black Sabbath. It's one of the all-time metal bands. I mean, he couldn't get uh, – uh, what was it? Final countdown by Europe to for Brian Danielson. Uh, they may be asking for a too high a price, but anyway, I digress. Um, whether he comes out to War Pigs, whether he comes out to no music at all, he's going to be probably one of the most over guys uh, at the pay per view. So I think MJF and Wardlow is probably the best storyline they have going right now because it's all going like they want it. I agree, and I will take the lowest hanging fruit that I actually saw our cohort Jake Micah allude to earlier this week. They can really go so many different directions with the entire company and with the title pictures uh, from this pay-per-view. Uh, there's a lot of mobility in AEW. Uh, you know, you just don't get that very often in WWE. I mean, there are just some opponents when they're facing Roman Reigns, when they're facing the WWE champion, or when they were facing a Becky Lynch. They just had no chance. But instead, you have legitimate contenders here with backgrounds that would legitimize them to have a long title run, and it really could happen. Uh, at double or nothing. Speaking of number games, let's go and take a look at it. A very uncharacteristic uh, four and two for Partham uh, at look WrestleMania at those Backlash. Sevens. Let's go. That's lucky <laughs> stuff. See, I, I bet I put too much stock in uh, 50 50 booking for WWE, and they actually had Cody go over Seth once again. So, yeah. Oh, we, we all Another got shot. Cody wrong. I was shocked. We were using about that the uh, Ernie Green methodology. Yes, um, we were definitely uh, subscribing to the EG methodology there. Um, so with that said, we are going to follow along, uh, obviously, with Rampage, which is starting in 10 minutes. But without further ado, uh, let's get into our predictions for uh, Double or Nothing. Gents, ready to go? Yes, sir. Let's rock. Okay, so first we have the oh, much sought-after <laughs> Send Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Marks are like, are there two guys you want to see catch a beating more than Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling right now in AEW, Micah? I love to hate Smart Mark Sterling. I really do. He is he is one of like when you talk about like reminding me of just old characters and wrestling, like Smart Mark Sterling just gives me all of that. And he, he's so good. I don't know if you got you guys watch how much being the elite you watch, but he also had a he had a what was it? A infomercial the other day for the black shirted security guards that were fighting, that were getting beat up by Wardlow, who all have great cases. If you saw sidebar Wardlow launch that one guy into the cage on Wednesday night, that poor man, that was a hard fall. Like that, that did hard. not look like a do you, do you think, the There's no way you can take that. Honest oh discussion, because that spot was ridiculous. Do you think that that was discussed before? It had to be, but it, there's no way you can, there's no way you can prep for falling yes. like that. I like think so, but I, I don't think, dropped. I don't think he was planning to fall between the cage and the ring. Honestly. I don't know. Maybe they forgot for a second that there was a space between the cage and the ring. He was expecting to just bounce well, off. It, is, on the it, paper. it didn't look like the too, bottom of the cage was tied down to anything. So it looked like it created a bigger gap when he got no, I've it. noticed that about the AEW cages. They're much like looser on there, I feel like, yeah. than like the WWE ones look. So that it makes sense. But yeah. So anyways, that's my sidebar. But yeah, Hookhausen, I can't wait to see these two in action together. Like we've, I've been waiting for this. For months now, they, they talk about paying off a, a long-term storyline. I know Slick 
has got a lot of thoughts about Hookhausen though. So I'm going, oh, I got to pick somebody. It's, it's Hookhausen, no doubt, no doubt. It's Hookhausen by a mile, okay? Uh, this, this has potential to be the best tag team in the past decade. No, in all seriousness. Uh, but like, if, if you're hating on this and you're hating on the comedic gimmick with this, like, you're just you're just a piece of shit. Like, just appreciate wrestling, appreciate the funny spots. Danhausen is one of the funniest things that AEW has had come along in quite a bit, and the pairing with Hook is just so unremarkably unexpected that it makes it so great. And Jake was talking about the YouTube series a little bit. I was watching Danhausen's Vloghausen yesterday, and uh, he was spying on Smart Mark Sterling talking to an AEW official in a neck brace, pleading that uh, his doctor's note would get him out of the match with Hookhausen because uh, he's exempt. And apparently the AEW official did not agree. They want a second opinion, so Mark Sterling will be competing and like Maniac said, everyone wants to see these guys get their ass beat, especially the squash that happened to Danhausen in his debut. I mean, that was just disrespectful. And, um, you know, they could go a lot of different ways with this. I'm really excited to see how they do. I don't think it'll be very long, just like the Danhausen debut, but I do think Hookhausen comes out on top. I remember seeing Danhausen at an ESW show in Grand Island, New York in like January of 2020. Right before the uh, right before the pandemic happened, and I'm like, this guy is just weird enough to make it big. And I'm not sure if he's big, but he's you know he's in AEW. And uh, one of my favorite lines in, in, in the history of professional wrestling was Brian Pillman in his debut in ECW when he did like a really really tight work shoot promo, and he was making fun of the ECW fans. And he goes, "What's a smart mark? A mark with the high IQ." So whenever I hear a smart mark showing, that makes me think of acting. It's one of the greatest promos ever. Um, check it out if you've never seen it. Um, having said that, um, I'm 100% Hookhausen's winning this match. Hmm. Hookhausen's winning this match for one reason, and it's Hook. Because Hook has basically got this armor around him. He's not going to lose for a long time. Uh, Dan Housen can afford to lose. Dan, Dan Housen can afford to take the, uh, the squash pins because that's not what he is. He's a... Sideshow, he's a comedy act. He's an eccentric character that we all know and love. And the, the one curious thing about this build is when Hook and Dan were first, Dan Housen were first interacting, Dan Housen challenged Hook to a match because he couldn't curse him. So it says, let's fight instead. And then that sort of side morphed into Hook and Dan Housen, you know, becoming a team. And I guess maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe that was the will of the people because there are these two awesome characters that for different reasons, the crowd really takes to. And now we're just going to pair, put them against these couple of guys that, you know, people either don't like or just get irritated by. So let's just have them go over on these two guys and have them be a you know, odd power couple or some, something to that effect. Uh, I don't know how much wrestling we're going to see from Danhausen. He's still suffering from what was it, uh, a broken tibia and fibula, which might be the, one of the big reasons that he got squashed in that match with Tony needs to begin with. Uh, whatever uh, wrestling we're going to get from Dan Housen might be from him to smart Mark Sterling, or maybe he thinks it's Mike Sterling because uh, Mark shows up in wrestling gear and Mark Sterling's the guy who was that in the, the the suit and the tie. You know, he's not uh, Mike Sterling who goes on the toy hunt vlogs or whatever. But uh, 
it's going to be mostly, I think it's going to be mostly Hook versus Tony Nese and Danhausen and Mark Sterling will have a little bit of a side act, a comedy act to go with the match. But uh, Hook's going to get the pin and he's going to, him and Danhausen are going to go over in this match. You think he gets I, the pin or you think he gets the red rum sub? Oh, well, either way, pin, sub, whatever. Red rum. Yeah, he'll get the red rum. I do have a good opportunity here to, to pick up a point on everybody, but I will take Hook Housen as well. I think they get the job done. Like you said, too much armor around Hook, even with the Housen part of it going on. Uh, let's go to the AEW TBS Championship. Um, I just can't see. I'll kick off this prediction. We have Jay Cargill, absolute money, um, versus Anna Jay. She's got her entourage with her. I just can't see Jay Cargill losing this match. There's just no... Uh, vertical advantage for the brand at all. Maybe my thinking is obviously that Anna J looks much better. Maybe puts up a much better fight than last time would be uh, the obvious uh, thinking. Uh, but ultimately, Jay Cargill holds on. Uh, Partham, what do you got happening in this one? I think Anna J will look better, but Jay Cargill is going to go over. I mean, she's got pretty much the same armor that uh, Hook has right now, and that you don't who. Whoever's going to beat them, you're going to know that they're going to be the person to beat them. I think it was a uh, Sean Ross Sapp who's been saying, you know, who should go, who should be the one to take the title off Jade Cardinal? That is TBD, which is you, you're not going to know who's going to do it until you, for sure, know who's going to do it. Now, is that person in AEW right now? Possibly, but uh, right now they're basically having her go through the mid card of the women's division and. No one's really uh, ready to take the title off of Jade right now. They're they're still building Jade up as it is, and uh, with the addition of the baddies, that's all. That's pretty much her uh, her bloodline, as it were. And uh, I think they need to give that whole faction a dominant one with Jade as the champion. So Jade's of course going to go over. Yeah, I mean nothing else to say other than that. Jade Cargill's going to win. Um, she's going to Anna Anna Jade's a much improved professional wrestler, but. There's just no way that they're just going to throw her in to win the championship tomorrow unless they're trying to do something of complete crazy shock value, which I don't think they're going to do with a TBS Women's Championship match. If they're going to do that, they'll do that in a more prominent match. So, Jade Cargill. Yeah. Um, I really have no reason to, to support this, but Jade Cargill is going to win. Um, I've said this on previous shows, and Partham kind of addressed it. No one really knows, like, who knows who is going to end this streak of Jade Cargill's. It's so dominant, and she's such a force to be reckoned with that that is so up in the air, and it could last for quite some time, this undefeated streak of hers. So I'm going with Jade. I, I do think it's a longer match, and it's on a better performance, but Jade keeps the title. And uh, maybe in the future we see a certain girl by the name of Mercedes take this title from Jade. Who knows? <laughs> That's a dream match and a half. But, uh, I, yeah, I think Anna's going to have a better showing. I don't know if this match is going to be too, too long, though, because there are a million matches on this card. There's not a million, but there's got to be something in there. I like having Jade on the card. I feel like that's a that's a must with having both women's titles on this card. I think this is potentially an opportunity, as I mentioned earlier, with, the, with Forbidden Door. There's going to be some stuff. Jade's going to probably have a prominent spot on that card. You'd think they'd want, if they're, whatever the stardom involvement is going to be in that level. I mean, I don't know what, what it's obviously it's going to be different because New Japan kind of works with other companies to present the women's wrestling. But I would imagine there's 
a couple big women's matches lined up and Jade would be in line for one of them. So this feels like an opportunity for one of those. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a six woman tag too with this it should the baddies together and as an opportunity too. Um, I'm looking forward to that, but I as the main storyline of this, but I think this is just a nice showing for Jade and and a good uh, showcase for Anna Jay too, who's a good wrestler. I think like you guys all said, better showing, but yeah, give me give me the champ. She's not losing anytime soon. Okay, this is another sweep for Cargill uh, as we are just getting fired up with AEW Rampage here on TBS. Obviously, if you're watching that, watching us, thanks for tuning along as we roll on this Friday night. So we will get in a little bit to a speculative match that we're thinking might be uh, decided here on the Rampage broadcast. But let's go into a kind of a, uh, a faction match. You got uh, House of Black. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King versus Death Triangle, Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. I'm not going to lie. Death Triangle's not really super over with me, so I guess this is a big match for them to uh, take advantage and do so. But, Micah, get us started up. What do you think is going to happen when these well, two sides face off? If, if you don't like Death Triangle, you're going to love my prediction because I've thought Pac was going to turn on, on the Penta, on Penta and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, so many times. I think this is the spot. Pac joins House of Black, turns on Death Triangle, Triangle, House of Black wins. Oh, you guys know the angle I've gone with House of Black, the half-court shot, every uh, pay-per-view we have. I'm not going to say his name because I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not giving up, but I'm not going to say it. But um, this one's tough. I can see this one going either way, and that's what makes this pay-per-view so special. I, I love Jake's take, honestly. But I wouldn't be surprised if they give Death Triangle the win here because of Ray Phoenix's return. I'm still trying to think of a decision here, so I'm going to go Death Triangle. I do think that's a very, I was considering that this, the six man, like the high energy six mans are very good, like pay-per-view crowd pleasing matches. And that is something to consider with this one, because it is just going to be like a chaos six man for sure. Go ahead, Ernie. I, I'm I'm with I'm with you, man, because I think that you know this pay per view is going to be their WrestleMania, and by that I mean they're gonna it's gonna be this is gonna be the pay per view where like all the major things are gonna happen and reset, mm -hmm. and they've been teasing pop turning for a long time, and I think this is where they're finally going to pull the trigger either during the match or after the match. So he wouldn't pull the trigger if they won. So I'm gonna pick House of Black. Hmm. I'm gonna pick House of Black. I don't know about a pack. Uh heel turn but uh i don't know if i've been picking up on the same signals as you guys i think i just think they're trying to build up house of black as this very intimidating you know uh trios team especially with trios titles on the horizon uh i, I think it's going to be house it's going to be a great match and it's going to be a competitive match and it's good to see ray phoenix back but ultimately house of black uh, i think is going to win this Okay. Well, geez, we got some sweeps. Uh, ahoy, honestly, going through <laughs> these early matches. So, did, not going to be a lot of fluctuations. Did we all pick Council Black? I think. Uh, Wait, I did Slick go Black. Death Triangle? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for the okay. points okay. tonight, boys. I, really I like it. I like good. it. Good value. Good value. Never too early to get Slick, especially on a Friday night. <laughs> okay. This next match, um, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this could headline virtually any pay per view. The Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Team Delete, will take on Team Elite, the Young Bucks, Matt, Jackson, Nick Jackson. I mean, uh, I haven't looked at the wrestle pages, but I have to think that these 
two sides have probably fought what 30 to 50 times on record at this point um or, or is yeah, that a little bit of an overestimation i don't i don't know i haven't looked at cage match they definitely have a good a good little bit of a run there especially in the indies and stuff this match this this is a dream a dream match for me anytime i've seen it um the famous the most famous match is the day before the hardys debuted at the ladder match or what if it was the ladder match yeah at wrestlemania they had the ladder war with the with the bucks with some of the craziest spots you'll ever see um and i think cody i said said maybe this was oh this might have been off of the timeline or anything so never mind but um just just this match is going to be crazy they're going to do some crazy shit this feels like the start of a long feud and not the not the end of anything. Like this is not going to be a short term thing between these guys. They've really been building it up on being the elite. This is the first time they're going to touch in in the promotion. And I have to think we're getting the broke parties actually stream like phase. They with all the delete talk, it, it feels like it's going to come at some point, and the Bucks will be the ones to do it. So give me the Bucks sneaking a win over the Hardys with some chicanery some bullshit from the bucks uh to piss the hardys off and kind of drive them more towards their their true broken selves yeah i'm kind of on the same page you know i'm i'm one of the biggest hardy fans there is but uh i was one surprised when i just found out this is going to be a normal tag team match that really caught me off guard not saying there won't be crazy spots because we all know the young bucks and hardys don't really need any props to do some crazy spots but um, this is going to be a great match. I do think the Bucks win ultimately. You got to keep your home, your uh, young talent that started off in the company on the overside. And like Jake said, you could turn Jeff and Matt into the Brokens. They're never really going to be heels as the Hardys, no. but they could definitely have a new image. And I think the Bucks going over here definitely could put that into play. With that being said, I'm going to go with the Bucks, but I think this is a contender for match of the night. I'm going to go with the Bucks because I believe that the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view is going to be very Bullet Club-centric. So I for think sure. they're going to want to have the uh, the Young Bucks be as protected and, and go into that with as much momentum as possible. I see them just winning, like, you know, pulling in the tights or some sort of cheating or something like that. And I think they're going to circle back this feud after Forbidden Door, but... Um, I think this this particular match, given what's coming up and everything else going on, I'm going with the Young Bucks. I'm going with the, with the Bucks, too, simply for the fact that, you know, the older generation puts over the newer one. And not that they haven't faced each other before multiple times in uh, Ring of Honor and a couple of times for the titles. And, uh, yeah, you're right, Ernie. The, you make a good point. The, the Bucks need momentum going into uh, Forbidden Door. And uh, with the with, the way the Hardys have been sort of uh, pumping up the Bucks, both on uh, on screen and on BT, uh, I think the they've been trying to get the Bucks, you know, to their old, you know, a-hole selves, as they I think they say. So I, I do see the Young Bucks playing this match. A great match it should be. Absolutely. Should be a five-star. We'll have to see where Melter chimes in on that. I am going to go <laughs> with the Young Bucks as well. Did we sweep that one? Yeah, we did. Yep. Okay, box across the board. I didn't want to jump the gun. That's what happens. Can't believe Speaking I'm of jumping the gun, something you'd have to be a wizard to do. This reinvention <laughs> of Jericho as a wizard has been, or whatever you want to say, has just been absolutely ridiculous. Um, and the funny thing is, is, is it's just like, it's almost like they just play on all the tropes of sports entertainment. So I guess 
you know, Jared can appreciate his side. They're being heels by almost being WWE within AEW or like shitty WCW Nitro within AEW. Um, I mean, at least that's how I see it. Um, Ernie, have you had any uh, interesting take or any take specifically on the Jazz? I, I, I just think it's like, I'm not sure if they're trying to pop the boys in the back or pop us as like smart wrestling fans or maybe a combination of both. But the entire thing is just absolutely hilarious, man. To me, at least. I don't know. I, I just think the whole thing is oh. funny. Um, to, to me, it's just like really like um, Jericho is having a lot of fun. Like, listen, like, is he going to be uh, in, in this AEW with so many championship contenders behind Hangman Page and perhaps CM Punk? Is he ever going to be in the world title contender? Thing again, if they need him, break glass in case of an emergency, maybe. But I think right now he's just having fun doing this, and it's just been hilarious. Do you want my prediction, by the way? Uh, yeah, launch us out, and then okay. uh, let's go around Partham next. Okay, cool. So my prediction for this is going to be the Blackpool Combat Club, though. I think this may very well be the match tonight on two levels. It's going to be a great professional wrestling match. I think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be a good comedy match at the same time. So I, I think we're we're going to see a little bit of both. And I think they're going to do it a lot better than the match we saw at WrestleMania. Um, that had that was that had a comedy, and I think it's, I think this is going to be the match of the night. Maybe not the technical match of the night, but the most fun match of the night. And I'm going to go with the Blackpool Combat Club. I just want to say, out of all things to throw slander at WWE, I feel like I feel like uh, Zane versus Knoxville is a little unfair. Hmm. I'm not th- I'm not I, throwing I'm, I'm I wasn't throwing shade. I was just making fun of the fact that we're we're, we're really not talking about that right now. That's all. Sure, we're going AEW. Sure. That's all. I got that, that's okay, all. Fair. No, that, that, that match. The marks that match, here. That that match cra- that match cracked me up, man. When he ran into the hand, I couldn't stop laughing. That was <laughs> yes. no, no. I'm not slandering that match in any way, shape, or form. I promise you. Parthy, what do you got? <laughs> well, as long as you're not throwing fireballs, you can throw shade all you want. But uh, uh, yeah, I go with, I'm going to go with the Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, they're the they're the professional wrestlers. Uh, Jericho's, you know, being pretty much an ass, saying we're sports entertainers and we beat up professional wrestlers. What sense does that make? What, where, in what universe, what multiverse, do sports entertainers beat up professional wrestlers? Professional wrestlers beat up people for a living. I mean, they, especially the Blackpool Combat Club, they're they th- they thrive off of this. They it's it's what gets them in j- their sick enjoyment, so to speak. So I, I and also they're trying to push Eddie Kingston ever since he got the singles win over Jericho in the last pay per view. And I think uh, you got to keep Kingston looking strong. There's going to be a little dissension within the between BCC and Kingston and uh, Proud and Powerful, probably uh, uh, between him and Danielson, which has been alluded to already. And they're gonna uh, Jericho's is going to focus on Daniels is like he's been selling it ever since he got it stuck whether it was a legit or kayfabe between you know the ring and the stage or whatever but Danielson of course he's going to turn lemons into lemonade and he's going to sell the hell out of it and turn that into a storyline through the whole match but uh, ultimately I think uh, Blackpool Combat Club and Kingston and Prime Harp are going to go over in the match okay okay um yes I like Blackpool Combat Club as well and I agree that this, with what Ernie said, this match has a chance to steal the night. I think it'll be similar to the stadium stampede, uh, just with as far as the changing of the pace throughout the match and things like that going all over the arena. Uh, I, I got the Blackpool Combat Club uh, taking this one down. Uh, Michael, what do you got? We finally don't have a sweep because I'm going with the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Wow. So what, two on two different fronts, two different fronts. One... That I don't think that this Jericho, you're alluding to the Jericho story with 
Kingston, and obviously they're starting one with Regal. They're, they've been selling the Regal and Jericho connection very heavily. So, so I think this is the start of some Blackpool Combat Club, not as much Jericho Association Society as much as just Jericho being like, what the hell is going on with you, bro? Why are you throwing fireballs at random people's faces? Like, I think that there's this is Jericho telling a longer-term storyline of him like really coming to grips with the fact that he's a over 50 year old wrestler and trying to hold on to it like this is a whole ego play right like that's the whole thing about the literally called the appreciation society like he just wants people to like him still because there's all these younger talents that are coming up through AEW and all this um so i i think that on that front i don't think that jericho and the bcc stuff is done so i'm giving them the win early here I think it's going to be like Ortiz gets pinned maybe by Danny Garcia or somebody, somebody that they could push Danny and give him a big, you know, spot in the pay-per-view like that, something like that. Um, on the other end, I think that it, exactly that, like it's not going to be Moxley or Danielson or Kingston involved in the pin. And like you said, Mike, there's, they've already teased the dissension between Eddie and uh, Kingston or Eddie, not Eddie and Kingston, Eddie and Danielson. <laughs> and um, I think that's an interesting storyline to play, starting with this new tag team. If, you know, Moxley is one of his buddies is beefing with tag part. There's more of a, a revisit but there. So give me the JAS, give me Jericho. I also am going to be rocking a fireball shirt sometime in the near future. So I'm very biased in this. Jericho, the, the, it's just incredible. I laughed so hard at the fireball the other night. I wasn't expecting it. It just popped me. So I'm with it. I don't know what he's doing it for, but it is great. And I'm sure everybody, like you said, Ernie, everybody in the back and shit's got to love it too. So go ahead, Slick. Round it out. Uh, I, I think I agree with Jake here. I think this is going to go a little longer than just one pay-per-view potentially. Um, and I think I'm going to go with the JAS as well for two reasons. I think there's going to be some... Uh, controversy between Kingston and Danielson obviously that just being the start on Wednesday I don't think that's gonna stop I think that's gonna interfere in the match it's gonna stop someone from doing potentially something they want to do and another reason here I think you're gonna start to see a little uh inner conflict between the Jericho Appreciation Society because Jericho is going to start to make it clear that it's the Appreciation Society for a reason. It's all about him because he's the wizard and they're just all there to appreciate his greatness. I could see Daniel Garcia doing something amazing to steal the show and he's going to go for a pin and Jericho's like, not so fast. I'm going to throw a fireball in his face because I'm a wizard. And Right there, and then Jericho gets the pin, and right there you start to get Daniel Garcia. He's a little frustrated with Jericho himself. I'm going to stick with my theory that Garcia is going to join the BCC eventually. So I think there's going to be a lot of inner conflict between the two groups here. And ultimately the JAS does something to steal a win. And I'm going to go with over one and a half fireballs thrown in this match as well. I was going to ask how many fireballs he thought. How about the wild note from the interview that William Regal before NXT, he, in his quote, change directive, was ready to sign Ricky Starks, Wheeler Yuta, and Daniel Garcia. Imagine that world of NXT with those wow. three running around. You're, you're just trying to make me cry, aren't you? 
<laughs> sorry, Ernie. Sorry. I'm, I said in another group chat, I said, imagine a world where Hit Row is running NXT and that's a four-way title match. Swerve in those three for the NXT title. It's awesome. another universe. It's happening for sure. But just a, just a crazy note in the, in the connection between Regal and Garcia, obviously there with the appreciation of him going on forward. Okay. Well, hey, that was uh, moving on. And speaking of moving on, we got a big match in the landscape oh of AEW. MJF versus Wardlow. Of course, if you've been following along, if Wardlow wins, he will be granted his release from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. So clearly, in the logic of it all, you have to think that Wardlow is going to sign with AEW and he is going to continue to be an AEW entity. I, I have to predict Wardlow to win, but it just feels like even though this is the ultimate comeuppance for MJF, you know, he got Jericho, you know, he got CM Punk. Um, I just feel like somehow he's going to get out of it again. I don't know why, but I feel like Wardlow wins, but somehow MJF doesn't get his full comeuppance would be my prediction. Uh, Partham, what do you got in this one? Everything in my gut and everybody in everything in everybody's gut says that Wardlow should win this. I mean, they pretty much, uh, book this into a corner where everybody's trying to think of ways that, okay, how can MJF win and Wardle still, you know, get out of the contract or find another way around being signed? Could he be signed to Ring of Honor? Well, that means he has to stay in Ring of Honor technically for the rest of his wrestling run. He can't be called up to AEW. He may, he may be able to, you know, appear in AEW, but he's still going to be a Ring of Honor guy. So you have a ceiling with that. The one thing that I thought of is Ring of Honor was bought by Tony Khan, not AEW. AEW did not purchase Ring of Honor. Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor separate from AEW. So does that mean Tony Khan himself could sign Wardlow and simply let it be in AEW? Is that making any sense, gentlemen? <laughs> I following. I am following. I just yeah. don't know. I, I wonder. I haven't thought about the possibility of though getting signed to just the ring of honor the ring of honor thing is all up in the air we have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do with it. right so just for the fact that i can't find any way to fudge our way out of this uh wardlow's got to go over I, I don't know if it, mjf is going to get the full powerbomb symphony over it but uh wardlow should win this i mean this is we've been building and building to this moment it's his time it, for for it to not be the culmination of wardlow's feud with mjf and then to have them on the next dynamite you know have some loophole or some, you know, uh, backdoor way of getting Wardlow to AEW it would be such a WWE thing to do, and they don't do that. So it's got to be Wardlow. Oh um, yeah, I. Is there any stip? No, I. Admittedly, I don't know. Is there any stipulation in this match, like a notice qualification or something like that? Okay, so there isn't. So I, I can definitely see, like, you know, him. I'm Wardlow about to hit his finisher, and then Sean Spears comes in and causes his qualification. So you still protect MJF, but he still technically wins the match and gets to it and gets to release. So I think Wardlow wins. Is he going to get the dominant win that um, everyone wants to covet and see eventually? I'm not sure to my, on Sunday, but I think Wardlow wins in some way, shape, or form on Sunday. Yeah, I, you guys are all bringing up great points of how this could play out. I really don't even know. I The only insight I have here is Wardlow is already so over with this All Elite crowd. And you just can't um, 
you just can't go the way you just can't go into the direction in this future of AEW without Wardlow. I think he's a future world champion. I think Wardlow gets the win here, whether it's in dominant fashions, jacanery, I don't know. But Wardlow, I think it's going to get this win, and um, we. I I think this does settle the feud. I really do. I don't think we continue with this feud. It's already been one of the longest running feuds over the past couple months. So I, I'm going to take Wardlow and MJF's going to go a separate route potentially for a world title run in the near future. All right, I'm sorry. I was I got distracted during this because on our, our my first rampage update is the Hardy's music hit and the Young Bucks actually came out as Hardy's Hardy's cosplayers. Oh and then, no. And they put Matt Facts up on the screen. <laughs> Fake Matt Facts. Remember the old uh, Oh yeah. Remember the old Matt Matt Facts were Facts? Yeah. They had some Matt Facts. Apparently Nick Jackson taught uh, Jeff Hardy how to do a Swanton bomb in 1993. And Matt Jackson also came up with the broken Matt Hardy. Those are the Matt facts of the day. So that was a great moment from Rampage. This match is going to be incredible. Um, Wardlow, yeah, I think we're getting, I think this is going to be a payoff for the crowd. This crowd is going to be so hot for Wardlow. Like you said earlier, Pardo, whether it's going to be War Pigs, actually, which would be Phenomenal. one of the best wrestling entrance music, like songs ever, I think, would be War. Like, it's so perfectly made for a song like that. I'm thinking like the beginning of the build is you can have him like walking from the back still even get the Wardlow chance going like my, my imagination's running wild with it so now if it doesn't happen who knows either way Wardlow's gonna be so over going into this I think he said the other day in the interview that this is gonna be the biggest powerbomb symphony ever I think that's what's happening to MJF this round I think he's just gonna get beat down we get a nice celebration for Wardlow but Slick I have to disagree with you I think this is going all the way for a little bit longer mjf's not just gonna mjf is a very egotistical man as we have learned i don't think he would take too lightly that you getting embarrassed we still need a new pinnacle basically they've kind of teased dissension with ftr he's obviously not gonna be happy with sean spears hitting him in the head and he's gonna lose his big bodyguard so i do think that there is gonna be another group forming around max at some point and that might be how we extend this as they get an attack on wardlow maybe put him out of injury for a little while time it out it has been going on for a while. This was like the start to me in the end. I hope it is at least. Maybe that's just me hoping more. I think there's more run they can get out of this and maybe have a nice little summer feud with these two. I want to add a couple of things. that uh, I forgot about the chair shot that MJF had. He's probably going to use that as an excuse. You know, I had a concussion. I had lingering effects. You know, that's why I wasn't at 100%. If it's a clean pin and not a Sean Spears, you know, uh, chicanery at the end or whatever, I mean, if Sean Spears hits, hits him again, then, of course, that would be a direct excuse. If MJF just loses, then he can say, well, Sean Spears probably gave me a concussion, and I wasn't at my 100% when I'm, where I'm the best wrestler in the world or whatever. Uh, the other thing is uh, on using War Pigs, when WWE uses uh, licensed music on pay-per-views, like when I think back to when they used uh, a different song for The Undertaker, or uh, a couple other times where they've had to replace music that was like a, you know, Limp Bizkit or Kid Rock or somebody else with uh, different music on the replays, on the streaming uh, network versions of it. And that's, it, it gets kind of awkward when they have to do that. And I don't know if uh, Tony Khan can make a deal where, okay, we can use the music, but just in this one pay-per-view and on repeat viewing centers pay-per-view, and that's pretty much it. I don't know if we can work around that somehow, but what uh, if Ozzy just loves wrestling and he's like, we don't know it. 
It's possible. That's what cool? I'm hoping for. He just cut a deal. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. We the never know what Ozzy's thinking. Well, I, I honestly, like, if, if, he, if he just comes out to War Pigs on Sunday, and then for future reference, they have to dub it out. Like, is anybody really going to care? Well, it's here's about, the thing I, is, it's, all, it's all about popping that moment, so. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll still true. be great. If they if they can only do it once, who cares? It's still going to be a great moment. They can they also can just dub the Wardlow chance over it, and then yeah, exactly. just be like, that's what happens. And part of the song you're thinking of is when they used uh, Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. At right. Yeah. Mm. 27, I believe, in that way. That was awesome, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, hey, that all uh, kind of culminated quickly. Next, speaking of culmination, we got the Owen Hart men's final. A match, you know, almost seems like it was born out of NXT. Crazy to say. Uh, but Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Um, I will lead it off. I got uh, Adam Cole Bebe winning this one. Um, I like him as an AEW entity. Um, I just feel like, I don't know why. Uh, I have a weird feeling. Joe should win. It would be a big win for Joe, but I feel like Adam Cole is just so high right now, especially going into the elite uh, Super Civil War could be a thing. Uh, so I am going to go with Adam Cole there. Uh, part of them, what do you got? Yeah, I think uh, anybody involved in the elite on the pay-per-view has to be kept strong, as we previously stated for uh, Forbidden for Door coming up. Uh, also, because Adam Cole is relatively new to AEW, and they want to keep him at the top of the card, you know, because God forbid, you know, Adam Cole is, you know, not being booked right. And why isn't he getting a title run? Why isn't he at the main event in every show or whatever? I think he's been booked perfectly fine. He's got a couple of title shots. He looks strong. He's had an undefeated run uh, up until Hangman. And uh, Samoa Joe's the veteran, but uh, Samoa Joe just got here. And uh, some, he's got his own program with uh, 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 and Singh and all those other guys. Uh, Adam Cole's probably going to be crowned uh, the Owen Hart King. Like I said before, like you just said, anybody who has any sort of affiliation with the Bullet Club is going to look strong in, in preparation for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So Adam Cole. I got a bold take here. Um, correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. Uh, I think Samoa Joe was backed up by the best friends recently when was being attacked by Satnam Singh. Is that right? Hmm. Something like that? Yeah, the best friends? Well, yeah. So, I think Orange Cassidy gotten, you know, sat in his thing's face, you know, doing the thing. They, yeah, yeah. They came, well, they came out to defend Joe is what I'm saying. So I think Adam Cole wins this match. Undisputed Elite starts a beatdown on Samoa Joe. Best friends come out. And then we need one more to even the playing field. And it's Johnny Wrestling himself. I think Gargano mm -hmm. debuts at the end of this one. Especially, mm -hmm. I was saying, after the social media botch, that the AEW team had with um, Johnny Elite coming out where they accidentally tagged Gargano. It seems like and now you see Gargano on Sammy's blog. Yep. It seems like something is stewing back there and the social media team knows it and they just made a crucial mistake. Even whether people know Gargano is coming or not, I think this is a perfect opportunity. Like you said, Maniac, it's something right out of NXT and what better way to introduce Johnny Gargano than have him feuding with Adam Cole fresh off the win in the Owen Hart. How wild would it be if if Johnny Gargano, Samoa Joe, and Adam Cole are all involved in the Owen final? It, it's nuts. This is It is wild to see this match. It is wild that this is the first time this has ever happened with their shared history in both NXT and Ring of Honor. 
Um, it's going to be a great match. I just, man, like everything just, I want to pick Joe. I really, really do. But I feel like you can't punk Cole out and have him lose two title matches and then have him lose the men's final. And then we're supposed to take him seriously as much going forward. So I don't know how it is. I don't know if it's a clean win over the big guy or if there's some chicanery with, with Bullet Club and Saddam Singh and Jay Lethal and crew and such. But I think Cole gets it done by hook and crook somehow. And and he wins the the initial the inaugural Owen Cup men's tournament. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's move on to some tag team action. This is a mouthful. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage versus Team Taz, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs with Taz versus Ooh. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Did I say with Taz twice? I don't know what the hell's going on, but. Should be a powerhouse matchup, uh, pun intended. Slick, why don't you fire us up and uh, give us your prediction for this tag team championship match? I think, uh, I think the changing of titles is now for the tag champions. Uh, I think um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, obviously, they're going to lose if the titles change hands. And I don't. I think Team Taz has a few options, especially with Ricky Starks holding that FTW belt. Um, I could both. Both of these tag teams, other than Luchasaurus, are, uh, I'm sorry, Jurassic Express, are great to put over. But I think it's going to be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. They just have a dynamic I feel like I haven't seen before in a tag team. And it's captivating. I really do love it. And, you know, Christian Cage has been hinting a little bit at that turn on Jungle Boy. So I think we see Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland get the win here, and then um, Christian Cage, potential turn, and a singles feud with Jungle Boy ensues. So I've got two fronts, uh, two storylines coming out of this that I think are going to inform how this match goes. You, I'll t jump Peggy back right off of that slick. As I was talking with, shout out my brother Mo, as we were talking on the phone the other day, going through our own Double or Nothing predictions. Looking back through past Double or Nothing, yeah, he's looked at right. last year's and look through last year's edition who eliminated christian cage one year ago in the casino battle royale it was none other than jungle boy a year later they've show, they've teased all this stuff i don't think they've really teased a turn or anything but just jungle boy struggling everything else i think that it's time to give jungle boy a big singles feud christian feels like the the best time to do it a year a year later it feels kind of poetic. So I think that's going to factor into this at some point, whether it's before the match or after the match. That being said, I love Keith Lee and Swerve. They're incredible. I love Team Taz, Power Starks and Hobbs. I don't feel like they're done with their beef yet. Still feels like they kind of have scores to settle. So with that being said, I think Team Taz is going to get the win here. And then eventually we'll get a bigger one-on-one -on -one victory for Lee and Strickland. And also, I'm going off of the informed booking of Swerve winning the three-way and getting the pin the other day. So they're not giving them the win at the pay-per-view. And that's why I think uh, Starks and Hobbs will end up coming out on top. But this match, I'm mo this is the match I'm most excited for on the card. I can't wait to see. Just the dynamic of the the smaller athletic guys and then the big the big guys. Um, just And we got both those moments. And during that three-way, we got the big boys out there together. Keith Lee sending it over the top rope. This match is going to be nuts. nuts, man. It's going to be nuts. I can't wait to see what these six put together. Um, 
for me, I, I, I really love all three teams, and I really like to see Keith Lee and Swerve win the tag titles. I think this is going to be a case of where the two big, the two powerhouse teams kind of cancel each other out, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus kind of um, just kind of sneak their way into getting a victory here. Um, I, I definitely think Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are, are the next tag team champions. I think they'll do it in a traditional tag team match, not a, a three-way. That's my opinion. So I think for this match, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will somehow sneak out the titles. I was thinking the exact same thing, Bernie. Uh, when's the last time we saw a title change in AEW in a three-way match, singles or tag titles? I, I think when you want to put over the next team, you got to do it uh, 1v1 or 2v2 in tag title case. Uh, I can see either one of these uh, challenger teams becoming tag team champions at some point in the near or distant future. I just don't think they're going to do it off of a three-way. And I do see the uh, the Jungle Boy singles run coming via a few with Christian King if he, you know, uh, turns on them or, you know, shuns them or something to that effect. I don't think it's been teased quite enough. I think you've been seeing little hints being dropped along the way every so often. But not enough where it's building to a, a boiling point where uh, it's gonna, something's going to go down at the pay per view. So I think uh, for the time being, Jurassic Express is going to retain the titles. Okay. Um, let's go. I got I got them retaining as well. Honestly, not to sound like an idiot take, but I might as well might as well trail Partham. We also uh, we have Darby <laughs> Darby. The last segment did call out Kyle O'Reilly for Sunday. So. Okay, good. I was just about to check in with you yep. on that one. So with that said, being added to the card, we got. Is it just a standard match? Single. I believe so. We believe so. Uh, just two guys want to beat each other up. That's all we're getting out of that one. The punishment Darby Allen is going to take from Kyle O'Reilly's knees and elbows in this match is going to be insane. It is going to be a sight to see. With that said, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. I'll kick it off. I think Kyle O'Reilly gets done. Darby Allen's a pillar. They could play up maybe. The, was there an angle that Sting's not going to be there? Yeah, they, so Kyle O'Reilly, uh, there was a little beat down, undisputed elite beat down on Sting, and Kyle O'Reilly did the old chair on the ankle, jumped off the top rope, and busted up his ankle. So Darby's got some motivation here going into it. but Big time motivation, but also a big time thing to be like, he, he couldn't win one without, you know, Sting there, could play in an angle off that. Again, not to say that Darby's not worthy. I would love to see him be, you know, world champion one day, but could also play that storyline in the short term and build up, obviously, the both these sides, the elite in the process. Um, Slick, what do you got in this matchup? This is a wild card for me, and I really do love both these guys as wrestlers, and they're so they're such different wrestlers too. Um, I, I really don't have much of an explanation for this, but I'm going to go with Darby. I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly got his chips the other night, and um, Darby, you know. He had that uh, feud with Jeff. Well, not feud, but they had the intertwined Sting and him, Jeff and Matt, get screwed out of the tournament with a sneaky Jeff roll-up off the coffin drop. I think Darby gets his revenge for Sting here over Kyle O'Reilly. All right, I'm going I'm going Kyle O'Reilly. I think that it was just him coming off the loss uh, against Samoa Joe the other night. They obviously think he's in a high position to have him in that match. Um, Darby can take the L. He's going to take a beating um, and they can get payback later on. And he also, you mentioned the sting factor, him not kind of being there, the Hardys, 
obviously have come in there and helped them out, but they're going to be preoccupied tonight. They got a match to focus on. And Bobby Fish, is, his tagging partner, uh, does not have anything going on. So I feel like Bobby Fish is going to get involved somehow in this match, give Kyle O'Reilly the win, and extend this feud out a little bit. For what I think we're still getting, there's a four-way set up there for the Hardys, Sting, and Darby versus the, the Undisputed Elite tag teams there to match up, which is what I'm looking forward to um, in the future. Um, first off, if professional wrestling was just about who the best professional wrestler is, in my opinion, Kyle O'Reilly would be the biggest star in wrestling right now. He's that good of a wrestler. I think he's the best. I think he's the most tech technically sound wrestler in professional wrestling right now, at least in North America. We can argue with Japan's all we wanted, but here in AEW, WWE type thing, I think he's the best. Um, I believe, I don't believe Darby Allen will get revenge for Sting. I believe Sting will get revenge for Sting. So that's why I'm picking Kyle O'Reilly to win with some sort of bullshit on Sunday night. Give me mm. the points, baby. I don't care. Give me the points. <laughs> hey, if we all agreed, the show would be boring. <laughs> with this match just being exactly. booked, uh, if if they got the if they got if they got Sting beforehand and Darby Allen wants his revenge, I think Darby Allen's going to get his revenge. I think that's the classic wrestling. You put him you know, one guy before you go over on the show. Uh, Darby Allen's been losing a lot, I think. Now, I mean, he can afford to lose, as we said. But he's got to he's, he's get his shine back at some point. I mean, even, even if he's not going to be built up for a world title match, which he he says on, he's been on record says he doesn't really care about being world champion, but you've got to build back your pillar. You can't just keep whacking at him, you know. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I think, I feel like uh, his time will come sometime in the future. But uh, Darby Allen's the star. Darby Allen's the fan favorite, and he's going to want to get his revenge on Sting. I say Darby Allen's going to win. Damn. Scorpio Sky just got his beautiful new uh, TNT title there. I, I kind of like it. It's all, all gold belt with the purple underneath instead. It's not bad. I, I thought you were going to say it was a spinner title for a second. I was going to get real hype. We need a spinner. <laughs> we need a spinner. Okay. Oh, well, hey. Uh, and there's the uh it's frankie kazari i wonder if this is going to be a match like i'll turn this up here and mute myself keep going there my oh. my my elite hunter <laughs> all right they're, just, they're destroying got... the uh, america top team belts oh, that is amazing all right folks we got the aw world's women's world championship thunder rosa versus serena deeb uh, I'll kick it off here and then send it back reverse through Partham. Um, I just can't see them taking the title off Thunder Rosa this quick. I do agree it could happen. Um, again, we talked about the flexibility and the fluidity that does exist with an AEW at the current moment. But I think they want to establish another star in the women's division, and it's hard to do that if you have Thunder Rosa lose the title right away. So I'll give it to Thunder. Yeah, Serena Deeb is worthy of being a world champion, but uh, that is because that is why she's going to – uh, be all that much a better opponent for Thunder Rosa and get Thunder Rosa over uh, that much more. Simply put, Thunder Rosa retains. Even if I thought Serena D was going to win, all these like memes and articles about how little time that Thunder Rosa has had um, on television since she won the championship, I don't. Th even if they thought Serena was going to win, I think they do a bit like a uh, 180 and keep Thunder Rosa winning. So I think Thunder Rosa is going to win, win, win this match. I also, yeah, I'm with Thunder Rosa. I think that they've done a good job of building up Deeb as a as a threat to her. Obviously, that big feud with Sheeta, I think there were some great matches in there. I really liked uh, Rosa's, 
Rose's segment on Wednesday on Dynamite. I think taking the face paint off was a subtle thing, but just humanizing her more, just letting her letting her see, giving her more motivation. I think that was a really there were some iffy promos back and forth between the two of them. They're they're not as as good of talkers, but it's as also coming off of Brit, who is one of the one of the better talkers in this company right now. Um, I, I think that they've set it's weird position setting them up to like come out and do the thing on the stage too. That's a whole other thing though. I love really like I really liked Rosa's promo the other night. Um, this is gonna be a fun match, and I think her 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 range should not be up against Serena Deeb um, at this point. And they could still have legs on this feud too, um, if they really wanted to to keep building up Deeb. But yeah, give me Thunder Rosa. Yeah, this is going to be a kick-ass match for sure. And Serena Deeb's a great wrestler. So whether they keep this feud going or they have another angle for her, I just hope it's a good one. And like you said, Partham, she is world championship caliber. So I really hope they do have something good for her down the line. But I agree with Maniac. You can't take the title off Thunder Rosa this quick. And um, yeah, Thunder Rosa retains in impressive fashion too. I think this match has potential to steal the show. Ooh. Seriously. And speaking of stealing the show, one that needs no excuse to do so, folks, it is main mm. event time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did we do the uh, women's Owen Hart Cup final? Oh, women's Owen Hart Cup. I forgot to add it to my side well, sheet. Yeah. That's so a good catch. I had it the, added we, here. I did not have it on my side sheet. That's why I jumped the gun. We don't have it up yet. Yeah. It's about to start right now. So Even better. Got, this makes the picks that much more interesting. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Who do we got? Starting here. It's like, like, go Whoo, this is tough. Uh, my my heart wants to go with Britt Baker, but I don't think you have Adam Cole and Britt Baker both win the Owen mm -hmm. Cup on the same night. And although I think. Oh, although I could totally see them giving Ruby Soho this win, the honor of the inaugural Owen Hart Cup tournament. I think when Statlander joined this tournament, this new version of Statlander, a lot of things changed and they might have just rewrote everything they had for this whole tournament. I'm going to go with Statlander. Old choice. I love it. Slick. I'm going with Ruby Soho. Um, I think it's been, I thought it's been her since the beginning. I honestly thought they were going to give us a nice just banger of a match between her and tony storm and really really rub in the nxt matches of the of the owen final but a brit ruby soho match it, i think ruby soho gets her comeuppance over brit here um and i think that hater is gonna try to get involved and brit winning over tony in the way she did on wednesday feels like the start of a longer feud between those two um and where tony will get payback so i think tony storm comes out kind of evens the odds at ringside with rebel and hater and that allows Ruby to get her win back over Britt Baker. Um, so, yeah, give me Soho. I'm going Ruby Soho also because, again, I think she's been one of those – they really hyped her signing and they really made her debut a big one, and she's kind of been languishing since. And I think this is a really, really good way to get a really, really good wrestler um, back into the fold and give her a nice little push. I'm going to go Ruby Soho, which could be another match that steals the show. By the way, the greatest thing about – um, this pay-per-view is like literally any match could steal the show and that's what the like, every match is going to be good there's no like you know yeah. saying there's not there's no like you know match where it's not going to steal the show it's been, and that's what makes AEW pay-per-views awesome 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Ruby Soho. This goes all the way back to when she debuted and got her title match against Chris Baker. They had a nice little uh, promo in the ring. Uh, and it might be a little bit uh, cheap to have her get her win back over Britt in a non-hyped match. I mean, a, term, a tournament final is pretty important. But I feel like you always want to have Ruby go over Britt in a match that gets built up to put the importance of it, of it over. But you know what? Yeah, I think they're going to have uh, Ruby go over Britt Baker in the finals. Because someone suggested, I forget who, but uh, well, let's just have uh, Adam Cole win his finals and Britt win her finals. And then they're either doing the, you know, hugging each other in the ring. And then lights go out, lights come on, Gargano oh. and Candice in the ring. Now that would be nice if you don't if you don't mind Brit, you know, getting turned into as some people are starting to compare her to the next Shark Flair or whatever. But uh, I think the feel good story story here is Ruby Soho. We can do Gargano and Candice LeRae at some other time. And it does still feel like looking forward to Forbidden Door. I really think we've mentioned it a couple of times. It, we're getting a lot of Bullet Club involvement in that show, no matter what. And Cole was part of the announcement with Jay White. They didn't do that on accident. There's a reason that those two were the faces that made that announcement. Um, so that feels like where him he would be going to. So to do something with Gargano now, maybe isn't isn't I don't know though because who knows where he plays into that as well. That would be that's the mixed tag match of a dream right mm -hmm. there, man. That is that would be crazy. I wasn't even thinking about that. Almost maybe want to change the pick, but I'm not going to. Is Candace <laughs> ready to wrestle yet after having the baby? I don't know how long. Uh, great question. Now. Great question. It's been three or four months. About four months, yeah. I think since January or January. Or I mean, February. if they debut, they're going to debut together. I mean, it's, one's going to follow the, the, the other. Rumor was gonna... that John, the rumor that was that Johnny was waiting for Candace's her whole contract deal to clear before they did anything. So yeah, you would assume it's going to be together no matter what. Okay. Well, hey, there's a lot going on in that picture, and that's a good thing for the AEW Women's Division, needless to say. I will go with Ruby Soho. Lock that in. Um, I think that Soho needs it with the momentum. She came in, debuting. Um, kind of had to take that loss, I feel like, when she debuted, or, you know, that lack of momentum. Uh, now it's going to get over it and finally get her that push she deserves. And speaking of a so, deserved push. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Slick. I, I was just going to say either I'm going to look like a genius for picking Statlander or... <laughs> In 15 minutes time, I'm going to look like an absolute idiot. So here we go. I'm here willing go. to risk it for the biscuit, baby. You know, it's me. like when you make a live bet with like four minutes left in a, in a football game, you know, Literally. 15 minutes later, Love you're going to look like an idiot or feel pretty good. Speaking of looking like an idiot or feeling pretty good. I feel like that's how I kind of feel following this feud. I don't know who's supposed to be a face, who's supposed to be a heel. I don't know who the bad guy is. I don't know who the good guy is. And maybe that's, you know, amazing storytelling for the first time uh, in a long time in wrestling here. We got Hangman, Adam Page, your AEW world champion against CM Punk. Slick, kick us off. Who do you got hanging on, the Cowboy or the Pipe Bomb? I hate to do this, but it's gonna be another, it's gonna be the Summer of Punk part three. And that entails Punk turning on the fans and going heel with the title and squashing everyone that comes in his way, whether they are the babiest of the baby face. And it seems like Hangman was that up until this point, you have him saying he wants to defend AEW from CM Punk, implying that every time Punk has got a world title, 
he turns against the company and the fans. That's what Hangman's getting at. Mm. And I think CM Punk's keeping it so low-key that no one is really figuring that out yet until he gets this title. And it's only a matter of time before CM Punk is a world champion in AEW. You know, this is the biggest signing in the history of their company. I think this is the perfect spot to do it. As much as I don't think it's the best time to take the title off a of hangman, I think it's the right guy to do it. So give me CM Punk, Summer of Punk, part three. And then who knows the amount of storylines that you could carry on with that guy holding the world title. I really, I'm still like trying to debate in my head right now. I, I've gone so many different directions with this. So there's a lot of fronts. There's a lot of fronts to look at this feud for. Um, I think there's one thing that like the soup, the biggest meta thing is Tony has always kind of drifted towards the guys that have been there before, the originals, the OGs. And they, they kind of alluded to that. I wish they would have been more explicit about that point this for this whole feud. Cause I think it would have made it a lot hotter that Hangman's the OG. He's been there since day one. He was literally in the inaugural AEW World Title match. Like that is where his journey started. And as he made the point, he's trying to defend AEW from Punk. I do think Punk turning heel. I've been calling for Punk to turn heel forever. I'm so tired of babyface Punk. It's not. It's weird. It doesn't punk. feel it's right. It's really weird. It doesn't play right. Um, so it's. I do think that's part of this. I think Punk is going to realize that he has to go there to get to that point. I think he has to lose the hangman page. I just don't see punk. I don't see punk coming in, in within less than a year's time and beating the guy that they've been building up since the inception of this company. Um, with that being said, there is a huge show coming up in Chicago and it's a great place to have CM Punk be the champion, but CM Punk's going to be over the bit, most over person in that building, no matter what, if he's a champion or not, if he's a heel, if he's not doesn't matter it doesn't feel like this is going to be the end of this feud though i will say though hangman has obviously he's beaten danielson beaten kenny omega he has all these humongous wins on his resume punk does not have a big win on his resume yet as an aw superstar he's battled all this young talent yes he's beat darby in his initial match he beat mjf with the help of wardlow in the ring and that dog collar match and everything else but it's not the level of kenny omega it's not the level of a uh, brian danielson so i just don't think even like in storyline that he's earned it enough and that's going to drive punk hopefully crazier and get him to his more natural self and the more i think entertaining version of punk to try to be you know go into this dastardly version that is trying to take over aew for his own reasons and whatever else so i, I can't pick against hangman it, it would make it would hurt my heart to pick against hangman i can't do it for punk i love punk but the way this needs to go i think page goes in and pages ties with new japan recently pages ties with bullet club makes sense for him to be champion going in to forbidden door as well um yeah give me page I i'm hoping I've, I've been trying to figure out like what what's going to make me happy watching it and it's definitely going to be page winning i might be a little angry if punk wins after i might not lie. you guys might get some angry messages if it ends up being mm -hmm. punk um not only is hangman you talk about the loyalty to hangman page not only did was he in the first um, championship match. He was in the first championship match because he won the Casino Battle Royal, mm -hmm. which was officially the first ever AEW match. That's how far back um, Hangman Page goes. I think you, I, I should know. I, he, he did, right? I was there. He did. Yeah, that. he beat eliminated I, I, I MJF. So yeah, I was literally <laughs> there. I don't remember. So that, that's what happens <laughs> when you get old. Um, Hangman is an incredible talent, and I think he's eventually going to be the top person in AEW. 
for whatever reason, his first title reign has kind of gone a little bit flat. And that reminds me of someone else's first title reign, um, CM Punk. <laughs> so honestly, I could see um, what would I could honestly see that the career arc of Hangman Page actually going the way of CM Punk, where he uh, he loses here and then kind of resets and comes back next year stronger than ever when he's actually ready for the title and they actually make him be a champion, maybe even beating CM Punk for the title then. But I think um, I think for the Forbidden Door show, even though he's not a, he wasn't really ever a member of the uh, Bullet Club, I think in this case they're going to want to have their best wrestler wrestle to the you know New, New Japan's best wrestler. And I, by the way, with that that would all Punk versus Okada makes me all tingly in all sorts of places. Um, so I think that I think I think yes, exactly. I think Punk is going to win uh, Sunday. Punk and Okada I, and, and, in Chicago too. Just the reaction that he's going to get there, no matter what. But if he's carrying that belt for a title versus title. So that's an interesting question, Partham. I want to get your prediction too. But it's interesting what they're going to do with that. Is it going to be straight title versus title? Or is it going to be challengers versus the title? Because my thought with Paige winning is that it's going to be Paige Jay White. And then so we could potentially still get a Punk versus Okada in that scenario where it's like a challenger without the title against another guy. So just interesting coming out of this because this is obviously Mike this is the biggest storyline going into Forbidden Doors who's going to be carrying the AW title and battling one of those top guys in New Japan I had the same thoughts about not just the pay-per-view Forbidden Door coming up but any pay-per-view where two big wrestling companies are involved in getting dream matches I wouldn't necessarily go champion versus champion because you get run into the same problem you'd get at Survivor Series with Raw versus SmackDown, and they put champion versus champion there. Someone's got to go over, and it makes the other champion look weak. So if I, if it were up to me, I would do uh, worthy contenders that versus champions that are, happen just happen to be dream matches. As far as this match goes, every instinct is telling me that Hangman did that promo for a reason, and that Punk, even though everything he was saying was very respectful, he's saying it in a way that seems very aloof to what Hangman was trying to imply. And that for some reason, Punk is just going to go to a certain place that he's been before. Despite the fact that everything he said, both in front of the camera and off the camera, you saw the ES, I don't know if you saw the ESPN article about all these young talents that are grateful and uh, are learning a lot for their chances to work with Punk. I mean, it's, exact, it's the exact opposite of everything that some people might have said about Punk before, maybe back in the old days where he felt a little bit more bitter and he was being combative with the uh, uh, creative in WWE or what direction to go. He's, a, he's in a lot happier place. So I believe in happy CM Punk. I don't care if he's PG Punk or whatever. He's still, you know, the guy I grew up with watching, you know, tell the WWE off. And now he's in a place of where professional wrestling is respected. So... I want I want Punk to continue to be happy CM Punk, a lot better than Happy Corbin. But uh, yeah. there's just two problems with the idea of CM Punk going heel right now. One, who's going to be the next champ afterwards, regardless of whether it's Hangman or Punk? MJF. Who's going to be the next champ? Yes, and who do you have MJF or take the title is off? Is it Wardlow? Is it Wardlow? Because this is the thing about Not, MJF. You have Wardlow. MJF if... take the title off CM Punk for that third match. Yes, and who do you have punk. MJF take the title off of? A heel punk or a face punk? It means more if he takes it off a of face punk. That's good. You're not going wow. to do heel versus heel for, for MJF to take the title off of. 
Like, Hangman retains the towel, but yes, MJF can easily take the towel off of him at All Out or whatever. But if Punk wins the title and MJF's next in line, and especially if they want to keep MJF happy for his next contract negotiation, they're going to have to give him a title run between now and 2024. So, Jake's I just right, don't... Or you put Wardlow in that picture, right? Is that what you're going to say, Jake? Or... And how, but, but how many... Wardlow has to go out over MJF in this feud, like, regardless yeah. of how old it is. So I think that, like... MJF losing to Wardlow a feud and then going to the world title doesn't make sense. But Wardlow, but yeah. MJF was always in my mind he was the next. But MJF player. never get it, it, MJF's never well, been a rankings guy. If he's gonna get a world title match, he's gonna casino battle royal or a ladder match or something. Very true. Yeah, and it's it's not like they throw him right in to get the world title right. No, it'll be all right up. It'll be three months from now. It'll be right because AEW loves to give their world champions a little bit of a reign. So. Also, guys, speaking, this is completely off the record or off the, off the wall here, but apparently the one place that they're looking for for All Out, if it is maybe potentially not in Chicago, this is Meltzer talking about this, is Toronto. Mm. Um, just just for reference, just for all the Buffalo. I, I think there. didn't someone, I think maybe Tony might have said, you know, we're, we've been loyal to Chicago for All Out. And if they maybe, back, maybe they can support the idea that. They can support two big pay-per-views in that amount of time. So, I don't know if TK said there or somebody else said that they're leaning towards that way and they feel like Chicago too, could take it. I'm setting on that for the disappointment. If, it, if yeah. it's back in Chicago and if I get... Oh, man. I'm sorry. This is me being just... But what, the one way I can see this match going, and I'll give you my pick in a second, is Punk saying you're going to shake my hand one way or the other. If it's if he wins and it's a heel turn, then he's gonna you know shake Hangman's prone hand just like Danielson did at uh, in Jacksonville with that you know little post Ring of Honor shake with uh, Christopher Daniels, or Punk could lose, but he puts up such a respectable fight that he earns Hangman's respect and they shake hands at the, at the, end, at the end of the match. Or they shake I, hands I, and then Punk just clobbers Hangman. Over yeah, and that too. I, there's or gonna be a lot of tension. The bullet, or Punk joins. The <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. All right. yeah, and Jay White. There's gonna be a lot of tension at the handshake. It's a handshake portion of the at the after the match. Yeah. Another option with this could be a complete schmaz where a bunch of New Japan people come out and all heck breaks loose, and there's not Ooh. even and there's not even not even think of that. And there's not even a finish to the match, and then and he can protect everybody. Then you can you're protecting everybody. Hangman keeps the belt. Punk still looks good. You're, 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 and you're getting people hyped up for the next pay-per-view. Hmm. That, that does sound like a big WWE schmoz kind of ending. Wow. But, WWE did invent the schmoz, though. Just, I mean, this, this could go so many that's ways. That's the best part about this is that, like, like you said to start off, Maniac, this feels like literally the first big title match in so long that could go so many ways whether it's good no. i think it's been good storytelling i think the promos maybe like you could pick apart promos whatever like they've gotten to their points they've hit their spots on this feud and really deliberately did it where you're you're going into this match we all like we, we have no idea we really have no idea like who could come out on top of this and i can't say that i've said that about a major title match on either promotion of these major promotions that we talk about all the time in a long time all right so at the end of the day when push comes to shove i'll just the betting favor right now is pumped by a small margin i don't know if the heels turn is going to happen or not i don't know how buddy buddy they're going to be at the end or not i'm just going to go with punk i think it's i think they're going to ride the business i know they're going to they want to be loyal to hangman and this could be another big notch in Hangman's uh, belt 
along with Danielson and Cole if he gets the win over Punk too. And Punk can go into Forbidden Door without the title and still be over as hell and still have a dream match. But I think I can feel like CM Punk is going to win the match. And the Yo, title. I just got to say, did Ruby Soho just win? She did. Ruby Soho yeah. just won the match. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, like, I'll, 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 Slick Soho won it at, at double or nothing. Well, come on, but we can... I, I, I'm I'm okay with Slick being able to re. Uh, you get who are you picking then? Brit or Ruby? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with him to repick, but he can't he can't take Ruby. He's got to go with. In my opinion, he's got to go with. Is uh, that Brit. a major? Oh, okay. I'll, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll you got to go with Brit. Wait, wait, wait. Slick, Slick technically did pick Brit to lose by picking Statlander. So he can That's just. That's what I'm saying. He also picked Ruby to lose by picking. Statlander. But my my point is, if we're gonna give another pick, we can't give him the picky wine. We gotta go with the opposite. Okay. Um, that's, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of my opinion on the whole thing. Me, you got the doctor. Me, that's what I'm. I'm with it too. You're stuck with her. Yeah, All right, that's, he's out here calling her out. I, I did no such thing. Come on. Oh, he, can, <laughs> he, can, he, can either, he can either take the L or take a coin flip. I take the coin flip power hand. That's. Uh... All right, no, I'll I'll totally take that. If it's a majority decision, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm riding with the doctor. Clock. And they are building, <laughs> they are doing a little promo segment here, Mike, too, to kind of touch on this. I'm not listening to it, but they were talking back and forth for a second. Yeah, and Rampage has just ended. We've gone from Kyle right. Riley to Ryan O'Reilly. Return swerve surprise, wow. surprises here as we want to wrap up. I'm still counting on a Kenny Omega return. I think all that shit. Gotta get Omega. Dave, Dave, Dave is don't, sending don't, smoke don't, screens. Don't bother, smoke don't bother, screens. don't bother. He's not going to be medically cleared for. Forbidden Door, much less double or nothing. He can return to Forbidden Door. We, can you imagine? He said, return, he, is, he said he will never be a hundred percent physically, so he's gonna come back and do some new. He's he's not gonna be able to do the same style as he is. But I think this is all a smokescreen. With with and with the hernia surgery, it's like six to eight weeks, something like that. It's been around that range. Like even if it's not, he doesn't wrestle. It'll be around that range from when he supposedly got this surgery. But it's so vague the reporting around Kenny. Like everything is like, there's all these like things that they say and that it's never for sure. I'm counting on it. I don't think you can have Forbidden Door without him. I know that we've talked about this a million times. I just don't. I don't see how you can have it without him. So that's my big thing. Um, I would love to see Gargano and Candice show up too. Um, I think that they would serve a big a big role on this car on this roster as much as there's a lot going on in this roster, especially maybe in ROH too. I mean, we've never seen Johnny in ROH either, so those are my choices for this. Yeah, I still category. think Gargano debuts in this. Hey, did we get the uh, the mixed tag match set up in, at Rampage for Rampage that they had that uh, you know, the TNT belt segment? They, they had I didn't set see up if they match, had right? a match or something. Um, let's check the Twitter, I guess, quick. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking uh, before, as far as uh, three mixed tag matches, and I know uh, they're irritating everybody at the right at, uh, right now. But uh, I'm figuring maybe. Uh, uh, who is it? Yep, it looks like nothing officially yep. announced. So we'll keep an eye out. No, right? it is. It says. Oh, it, it is. says it is. they were challenged to a mixed trios match this Sunday. Van Zant, Ego, Scorpio okay. versus your boy, the Elite Killer, Elite Hunter, Sam, and. The, uh, oh, if it was going to be oh, just Sammy and Tay, then I would think maybe put the lights out debut of Gargano and Candice there if they go over. But nah, it's all three. It's if it's three of them. If it's a trio, is it Paige Van Zandt's got to go over in her debut? So. Paige Van Zandt's got to win. Team. Agreed. PVZ for sure. All right, sure. folks, make sure you're following along. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Damn, it's how not many cards? 
Make sure you're following everybody on this uh, panel. Michael Partham, at Ernie Green, at your friend underscore Jake, at the slickest of L's for Slick Saturday. Anything to say signing off, gents? The main event is probably going to be the best that we've seen in a while. I mean, we've all discussed it. It could go either way. It just depends on what Tony Khan is feeling like. Does he feel loyal? Does he feel like getting new business? And with Forbidden Door on the horizon, it just makes it all that more complicated. All I got to say is fucking go Celtics. If you're a fan of sports and wrestling, (laughs) you do not want a Game 7 on Sunday. So go Celtics. Let's get this done tonight. Let's enjoy the Let me tell you, I am am a Cleveland Time out, time out. If I would root for never, ever, never, ever, ever getting to watch wrestling again in favor of Boston sports team winning anything, so those are two my two options. I would stop watching wrestling forever to see a Boston sports team lose. I'm just saying. I love it, Ernie. I love I I love that the, how loyal you are to that take. What slick? You got words? No, you know I'll no. <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up. You're, 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 when you when you get old like me, you'll get it. No words for slick. We got like what is there now on this card? Twelve matches, thirteen matches. Tony is ready in case there is a game seven. Like Tony I will say, I watched. I'm a Cavs fan. I had to watch. It was Game Seven of the 2016 Finals. Was the same night as Money in the Bank, which was Rollins reigns after Rollins returned for the WWE title, and the night that Dean Ambrose cashed in on Rollins after he won. So all three Shield members held the WWE title that night, and LeBron James won the NBA title. It was the most stressful night of my life. So slick. I do not wish that on you. I'm cheering for the Celtics tonight. Sorry, Ernie. Um, for my viewing pleasure on Sunday, because I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, cause I wanna, I'll, I'll probably, I might just stay up late and rewatch Double or Nothing right after. Like, I don't know what else. I would like I to wanna, enjoy like, myself on time. Sunday. Is all I'm gonna say. So, <laughs> crazy Sunday night coming. What a great weekend of sports and sports entertainment. It's always and don't catch day. any fireballs, guys. <laughs> All right, One well, little tip I want to send out to the viewers out there. If you just happen to be in Rochester or within driving range, and if you want to see uh, the pay-per-view without you know throwing down the full price, uh, the Tinseltown Theater has been in Gates, New York, has been showing AEW pay-per-views in uh, the theater down there for about, I think, 20, 25 bucks or so. So if you can make your way down there, if you want to, you know, I haven't been to there before to watch a pay-per-view yet, but uh, I, I think the idea of, Doing it in a theater might be cool. If they can get it in Buffalo sometime, I think that'd be, uh, I'd be down to do that. I've watched Seriously, boxing yeah. matches in, in theaters and it's fantastic. So uh, if you can get a chance to watch a professional wrestling card in a the theater, it's awesome. So That would be mayhem. I, yeah, that would be mayhem, folks. Make sure you're following the mayhem along. All these guys, make sure you're following this weekend, checking those picks, see who got them correct. Because here at Wrestling With Emotion, it's not wrestling with your budget it's not wrestling with your conscience why did i just say it first because it is wrestling with emotion